0: All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Socera. Walt is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at the Fairlawn West Office of the R. W. Baird Company. They deal with investing their, their clients' money in individually-owned stock portfolios and also giving them great advice about financial planning, retirement, and more. If you have any questions about the market, about investing money, how, how Akron Wealth Advisors do it, you can give us a call this half hour anytime at three three zero six seven three one two three four, and outside of Akron and on WNR.com, toll free it's 800-669-4100. Well, what, looking at last week on the market, uh, why are you getting a little bit uh, upset uh, stock-wise, uh, big international things going on, the U.S.-China tensions were a problem, and uh, the continuing uh, coronavirus uh, kind of depressed the market, and even locally we had a shock of a big political scandal. So, review what went on last week for us, Walt.
2: Uh, absolutely, Bob. Yeah, last week was uh, a week where we saw, again, the market kind of pushed up to some new highs at the beginning of the week, and then we saw some sell off uh, If you look at it, a lot of that was driven by some of the companies who reported last week. Um The Dow Jones closed off about 202 points for the late week. We closed at 26,469, off about 0.8%. Year-to-date, it's still off about 7.2%. The NASDAQ closed off about 140 points last week. And again, the NASDAQ is a little better proxy of those tech and biotech stocks. uh, Closed at 10,363.18, off 1.3% for the week. But remember again that Nasdaq's up fifteen point five percent for the year. So there's a big divergence uh, between the Dow Jones and the S and P stocks versus those Nasdaq stocks. And the S and P closed off about nine points for the week at three thousand two hundred fifteen sixty three, off about point three percent. And again, it's off about a half a, half a percent year to date. Uh the small cap stocks, the Russell Two Thousand, we're off uh, five seventy-seven for the week. Closed at one thousand four sixty-seven fifty-five, and again year-to-date off about twelve percent. So again, overall, Bob, still a pretty tough year for stocks. Um, you know, there's there's some people out there that have, are making some money. We we've had some stocks that have performed very well uh, this year, but it's it's been a rough year, and it's shaping up to continue uh, to be challenging as we head into the fall. Uh, As you mentioned, you know, the coronavirus cases now, uh, you know, have reached over 4 million. I think we're at 144,000 fatalities, which is, uh, you know, a horrible statistic to look at. Um, There's hot pockets, uh, you know, in places like Arizona and Texas and Florida that we continue to monitor uh, and see what that does to the economy. We know that there's still a lot of impacts. You know, if you look at dining, still off about 66%. If you look at TSA, air traffic off about 78%, um, global flight flights off about 18%, hotel bookings off about 39%. So there's still large parts of our economy that, you know, haven't recovered that we're hoping we get some recovery from. And that unemployment rate still sits at 11.1%, which is high historically. Uh, The 50-year average is about 6.2%. So, again, we have a very high unemployment rate. Uh, the hope that, you know, a lot of people would get back to work in the fall and in the early part of 2021. So all things we're paying attention to. And, um, you know, we also got that election coming up, which is going to be rough. It's definitely going to divide our country pretty significantly. I think, you know, that's going to heat up. And so, so a lot, lot to worry about, a lot to think about as, as you think about your investments.
1: And of course, we can't not mention uh, last week for for the especially those of us in Ohio, the normally placid world of uh, of energy stocks and uh, utilities got shook up with the uh, big arrest uh, in Columbus and the accusations of of a big, huge, sixty million dollar bribe by First Energy to uh, get a house bill passed that uh, would it be favorable to their their company. Uh, First Energy stock literally lost uh, almost half of its value when that announcement came, and I don't believe it, it, it has bounced back at all since then.
2: Yeah, Bob, I mean, you know, those are always things you pay attention to, um, you know, whenever there's something that happens in the market that uh, it isn't expected, especially if it deals with, you know, any type of fraud, bribery, things like that. It's definitely something you got to pay attention to. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that news and see how that impacts, uh, you know, the company and, and the investors in that company as we go over the next few weeks.
1: And, of course, the other piece of big news uh, nationally is the uh, expiring of the extra $600-a-week unemployment benefits that came from the CARES Act and whether or not those benefits are going to be renewed. Uh, from your perspective, Walt, how, how significant would it be if Congress does uh, not extend that benefit?
2: Uh, it's huge, Bob. I mean, there's 32 million people out there currently on unemployment that are receiving those benefits. Uh, 68% of those people uh, that are unemployed are reporting that they actually were doing better with that $600 than when they were working, and that they created a lot of bit of a little bit of oddities and a little bit of uh, you know kind of lumpiness in the way that the Secure Act was was uh, created. But it also created a group of people that had some additional money to spend, which I think is helping uh, some of the recovery. So. Without getting that uh, benefit back in place, which at the current time, you know, Congress has not passed an extension, that's going to be a huge impact, and something we've got to pay attention to is, is how that relates into the numbers and how it affects this uh, economic rebound.
1: Again, we're talking to Walt Sakira, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors based over in Fairlaw. We're talking about the market and taking any questions you have about the market, in particular stocks, at three three zero six seven three one two three four. 673 1234 Just about every week, we try to explain a, either a, a buzzword or a term or an acronym that are used by investors and, and in, the, uh, in the business uh, pages that folks may not understand. We uh, have heard in the past an acronym FANG, F-A-N-G. And recently, another acronym has come up called F A A M G. I have no idea how you pronounce that one, FAMG. Anyway, <laughs> these ac- acronyms actually relate to technology stocks in some way. So, you explain both FANG and F A A M G, and why those are in the headlines now.
2: Yeah, Bob. Uh, FANG really came. It was is an acronym created that basically looked at a group of stocks. Uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google were initially the stocks. And if you take the first letter of each one of those companies, obviously it would be F A N G. And you know they were they were talked a lot about in the headline media, news media, especially financial services, because of the significance and the growth, and and really where the market was headed, and and really where a lot of investors were focused and attention. Uh, then they added Apple in there, so it became F A A N G. Um, and then the next uh, kind of evolution of that is you know people realized the significance of Microsoft, so kind of brought that back into the. F-A-A-M-G, taking Netflix out. So it's just different you know, different ways to talk about these leading stocks, I think. They're significant, Bob, because of how much they mean to the market. You know, when you talk about the S&P 500 index, uh, those stocks now represent about 22% of that index, uh, up from 16% last year. Uh, extremely significant, you know, so as people are putting money into the market, you know, those people that do buy the index, obviously those stocks get funded quite a bit. And a lot of professional money managers have, you know, found their way into those stocks. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that is uh, extremely significant in today's market.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Sukira, and it's time on the program to shift over to our Stock Talk segment. It's time for you who have any particular questions about a stock to call us up now. Talk to Walt, get some input if he has some to offer. With over 30 years of experience, he has been investing and maybe currently invested in a stock that you are holding or even looking at to buy or to sell. So if you have any questions about particular stocks in this uh, very interesting market, uh, call us now. Talk to Walt Sukira, 330-673-1234. Outside of Act until free 800 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Getting back to those tech stocks tech that reported last week, as you mentioned, uh, kind of interestingly, Intel wasn't feeling very chipper as they reported their quarterly results last week, and those were a surprise to a lot of people, and uh, you had held this in your core equity strategy stock in the past. So what is your opinion about Intel now? Is it a buy or a sell?
2: Yeah, but we still like Intel. I mean, we look at the numbers. They reported uh, revenues of $19.7 billion for the quarter. It was up over 20% from the year prior for, for the three months this year. Ending June 30th, we're up about 20% from the three months prior last year. Uh, earnings were up 16%. So this is a company that performed very well, I think. The stock sold off quite a bit for the week. I mean, we saw the stock, uh, you know, get hit pretty hard. It was off about $9, off about 15% for the week. And a lot of that had to do with their announcement that uh, they were delaying one of their uh, microprocessor, one of their chips, uh, for about a six-month delay. I think that spooked the market. And, And also, their guidance was a little bit weak. So as they talked about, you know, what they saw coming in the third and fourth quarter, the market really didn't like that. Um, I think the market's looking for reassurance, especially from these tech stocks. As we said, Bob, there's so much expectation built into these stocks. And, and they, you know, the market expects them to be leaders. So where they say they're experiencing a little bit of weakness, it's, it's really, really kind of a double hit to them because the expectations are so high.
1: Again, that's Intel, and we uh, talked about that, and we're talking about the potential of that and other stocks, including Microsoft. Now, uh, Microsoft is indeed a stock in your core equity portfolio, and uh, just to elaborate more on how Microsoft did last quarter.
2: Yeah, Microsoft, again, had another, a nice quarter, Bob. Um, you know, if we look at the quarter overall, the revenues uh, were up about 38. They were $38 billion at the end of June, up about 13% from the year prior. Earnings were up about 7%. Uh, so performance was pretty good. Um, I think there was a little bit of slowdown in some of the divisions that were really powering them forward. Uh, they have the Azure cloud service, which has been a very powerful um, mover for them as far as their growth rates. And, again, it had a little bit of slowdown. So, again, it's just another one of those examples of, you know, a company's success sometimes leads to, uh, you know, people taking a step back and saying, well, things are starting to slow, which which it will. You know, if if a company does really well, uh, over time, you know, their own success will probably lead to a little bit of slowdown.
1: More stocks in their portfolios that uh, Walt and Akron Wealth Advisors hold include Snap and Twitter. They're in your small mid-cap uh, portfolio. They also reported last quarter. And uh, what was their uh, result? How are they shaping up for the future?
2: Yeah, I mean, Snap, again, is an uh, interesting social media platform about 101 million users. Uh, the average age is 13 to 29. About 70% of them are female. Um, it obviously is, uh, you know, you take pictures, that kind of disappear, and it's a way to share, uh, you know, socially, I guess, what's happening in your life. Uh, their big competitors now are TikTok and Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Um, but they had, a, they had a nice quarter, Bob. I mean, as far as results, they showed uh, $454 million in revenue, up about 17% from the year prior. Uh, still working to get that profitability there. Um Twitter, on the other hand, you know, you're talking about a platform with 330 million users, um, about 145 million daily users. Uh, the age group is 35 to 65 there, and males outpace females uh, about two to one. So the, the majority of the users on that platform are male uh, and a little bit older demographic. Um, and, again, if you looked at Twitter's results, they had a little bit of struggle in the quarter. Um, you know, their results were off about 19% in revenue. They did $683 million, uh, versus uh, $841 the year prior. So two companies that had some different results that are competing in that uh, social media space.
1: Another stock that you hold in your core equity strategy is Honeywell. They reported last week, and uh, for most folks, uh, they probably just think of Honeywell when they think of uh, the old round thermostat that was on the wall of their parents' house. Uh, What what were their quarterly results like, and uh, what does Honeywell do these days besides make uh, really good thermostats?
2: Well, Honeywell does everything, you know, from muck boots to um, airplane uh, engine parts, uh, safety controls, commercial building products, uh, very, very diverse company. But Honeywell really showed the weakness of this economy. You know, if you look at their results uh, the revenues were off about twenty percent. They were at seven point four billion for the quarter. Uh, they did nine point two the year prior. Earnings were off about forty percent. And this is a company that's uh, really getting impacted because of uh, the airline industry and also the energy. Uh, they they do a lot of um, you know they a lot of their business comes from the energy market, and those are two sectors that have really been devastated. Uh, so Honeywell is one that we got to pay attention to. This is one that needs that recovery to kick in. Uh, you know, for it to really you know get back on some solid footing, uh, they cut a lot of cost during the quarter. they took about five hundred million dollars of cost out of their structure, which helped them uh, get through the quarter and show some pretty good results. but cost cutting can only go so far. you know they have to get back and uh, this will one that'll be a pretty good proxy, I think, for the recovery as we look at next quarter and the quarter after.
1: and finally, just to mention another company that everybody is uh, uh, somewhat fascinated with, Tesla the uh, electric car company, even cautious about their evaluation about that company and in investing when the stock was about $1,000 a share. Uh, last week, it was trading near $1,400 a share. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that a little bit extreme? Does that make it uh, like, a, like something that's going to bubble, going to burst any second now? Or is there real value there?
2: Well, you know, Bob, Tesla's a great Tesla's a great company, and we like the company. We've always said that. We like the cars. We like the technology. But... Again, this is where there's a little bit of a disconnect in my world between a company and its stock price. Um, you know, if you look at Tesla, the company now is valued at 262 billion dollars. That's the market cap. Um, GM is 37.5 billion, Ford is 27 billion, Chrysler's 21 billion and Honda's 45 billion. So if you add up the value of GM, Ford, Chrysler and Honda, it's half the value of what Tesla is being valued at in the market. Um, they sold 90,000 cars uh, year to date. It, it seems to me that it's a little bit ahead of itself, you know, if you just look at those kinds of metrics. But again, amazing technology. I think it speaks to a lot of people. I think millennials and, and younger investors that are uh, getting into the market would be intrigued and, and really excited about a company like Tesla. So it shows sometimes that short-term valuation, there's a lot of components to that, um, you know i tend to go back to those financial metrics and and look at you know results and profitability and you know what these companies are doing they had a really nice quarter i mean their the results were really really strong financially but again not really selling a whole lot of cars yet and a lot of competition out there you know that you know all these car companies aren't going to sit around and just say wow you know they're 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 beating our the pants off us they're going to make adjustments and changes and uh, you know, GM for Chrysler, Honda, Toyota, Volkswagen. I mean, they're all gonna be out there trying to compete. Uh, so Tesla's a nice company, but again at fourteen hundred dollars, I'm not sure it's the stock for me.
1: Do you recall what did when it hit the market what the introductory price was?
2: Uh, the introductory price of Tesla. Let's see if I can get that for you real quick. Uh, I wanna think I think it came out at maybe like uh, around thirty bucks a share, Bob. <laughs> I think the first day was trade yeah, I think it was trading at seventeen. Uh, to 30 on that first day of trading.
1: How many out there who bought Tesla at $30 a share that still hold it? Raise your hands. All right. (laughs) I I don't see too many hands raised, actually, which (laughs) is, like you said, a lot of people are going, gee whiz. But but I think you're you're wise in saying that, it's again, it's a a thing that may not be sustained, but some folks may say, and again, if you're buying it now at $1,400 a share, uh, your chance of it going that much more up are not as good as it going down. So uh, I, I assume that that keeps Tesla essentially off your, uh, off your recommended list. Yeah, Bob, it's not
2: for us. It's not for our, our clients and the types of investors that we have. Um, you know, we manage that risk-return ratio pretty heavily. But, again, I understand the appeal, you know, and, and there's just a difference to me between buying a great stock and buying a great company. You know, people mix it up sometimes. You know, just because it's a great company doesn't make it a great stock.
1: We're talking to Walt Sakira, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. They're at thirty-five sixty West Market Street here in Fairlawn, and he can talk to you about your questions about the stock market, particular stocks. Uh, if you're one of those people that bought Tesla at thirty and you want to call up and just kind of kind of crow, you can do that if you wish. three three zero six seven three one two three four, or outside of Akron or on WNIR.com, it's dot com. It's eight hundred six six nine four one hundred. So, Walt, let's talk about again further how you look at stocks and how you took to take their their you know proper place in your. In your your portfolios. You talk a lot about valuation. You also talk about sell discipline in your portfolios. Uh, talk about those areas of focus for you and how you look at those playing out for the rest of this year.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's important that people keep thinking about valuation and sell discipline. You know, it's those are important terms that people forget. Like I said, anybody can buy a stock. I think the difference, what, what differentiates me and a lot of my professional counterparts is, is you know, uh, valuation, knowing how to value something and not being afraid to sell it. Uh, you know, for, for us, we spend a lot of time on that. You know, I spend a lot of time looking at these companies, uh, pushing them through financial models, looking at cash flow, uh, checking all the, the uh, you know, relative valuations like, you know, price to earnings, price to book, price to sales. You know, price to cash flow, I mean, really kind of looking at the financial metrics that are really important to pay attention to. So stock price is just one component. You know, it's just kind of like that's what the market feels about the stock on any given day. It really doesn't relate to the valuation. You know, there's a lot of other financial metrics that you have to look at. Uh, we know that the market is high. You know, I mean, we when you look at historical valuations, uh, the market's trading at about 22.2 times on forward P.E., Uh, price-earnings ratio, the historical average, you know, is is much lower than that. It's about 16.4 on a 25-year average. So, uh, you know, we know that the market in general is overvalued, and then you look at some of these companies, and you just see where they're at. You know, something like Microsoft, which is a great company, trading at 31 times earnings. Uh, Amazon trading at 147 times earnings. Uh, You know, Google trading at 35 times earnings. Facebook at 31 times. Netflix at 78 times. And you have to put that into some kind of framework and think about that. You have to consider growth rates. You have to consider margin compression, you know, the, the potential where these companies are going to be in the next year, two years, three years out. So there's a lot of work that has to be done. The mental models that are, need to be there, the, uh, the financial discipline that has to be there is very, very important. And you can't fall in love with your ideas. You know, I I think for us, uh, we don't love our stocks. As a matter of fact, I tell people I don't like stocks. I I think, you know, for me, stocks are a necessity. They're important in a portfolio. They provide growth. They provide opportunity. But, you know, you have to look at them and with, you know, those eyebrows kind of, you know, furrowed sometimes. And, you know, really look for the risk and the potential pitfalls and not be afraid to move away from them if, if you need to.
1: By the same time, you are in for the long term. You're not a short-term investor. You're not looking at uh, turning over a stock in you know, a couple of cycles or even a couple of months. You are looking at the long term in all these stocks. So That also uh, lays over your investment uh, philosophy with that idea that you are not going to be in there you know, buying and selling on a daily basis or a day trader. You're looking at the, what's going to be best for your clients over the, uh, over the years. Absolutely,
2: Bob. Yeah, I mean, long-term investing is the key. We, we buy everything with an 18- to 24-month perspective. I, I don't want to enter a stock unless I feel like I can own it for that period of time. And, you know, there's nothing I would love more than to buy a stock and hold it for many, many, many years. You know, it's, it would be great to be able to do that. However, uh, we know that things change. We know that things happen uh, in the market. You know, sometimes uh, fundamentals change, businesses change, valuations get too high. Um, so, again, it's just applying some common sense, some logic, some financial discipline, um, you know, to making uh, good investment decisions.
1: Now, if you as an investor would like that kind of discipline and that kind of advice and guidance in your portfolios, you can give Walt Secure and his team a call at Akron Wealth Advisors. Their phone number locally is 234-466-7476. That's 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six. Not only do they provide their investments, their clients with investment portfolios. Uh, again, invested in their individual stocks, They're not a mutual fund, not a not a bond fund. These are individual stock-owned portfolios that they uh, produce for their for their clients, and they they look at uh, all the different aspects of what the client needs and can mix and match what they would have in their investments for that particular client. So it really is a very individualized investment plan, and uh, it can be something you would like to talk to them about. You give Walt a call, tell him you heard him on the. WNIR 234- 466-7476 466-7476 for Akron Wealth Advisors 234-466-7476 They also provide in addition to to the stock market and investments for their clients along with the R.W. Baird Company they're backed up with uh, full financial planning services retirement planning, estate plan reviews tax reviews, uh, RMD and stretch IRA illustrations they can uh, look at Roth conversion analyses social security analyses stock options analyses even transactions tax analyses and all these can put together to uh, give you a complete financial picture of uh, what you are doing and where you are going and uh, where the dollars and cents are are coming from and going out from. So again, uh, really a full full of plate of financial services with Akron Wealth Advisors and the RW Baird Company here in Akron. Uh, we finally finished filing taxes. The uh, extended July 15th deadline has passed and now that you've uh, done a lot of that advice and in a consultation with your clients, what is the next area of focus uh, with your clients uh, once again as we get to the second half of this year
2: yeah bob we're reviewing clients um just their cash flow needs uh, making sure that you know they have proper cash flow for expenses and things that they need going forward those are conversations that we have on an ongoing perspective and we're also going back and looking at asset allocations i mean the fact that yeah, you know, the market's come back this year and it's given us a chance to relook at those allocations assess risk uh, you know, see if anybody wants to you know, change some of those allocations periodically, uh, you know, based on what's going on in their life, their outlook, um, the, the needs that they might have over the next couple years. Um, so it's really, a, you know, a continued uh, relationship, you know, communication. We spend a lot of time, you know, talking to our clients and reviewing and, you know, making sure that we're listening to them and listening to what's important to them and, and making sure that we have the right plans in place.
1: And once more, the uh, plans that you have include those three major portfolios, uh, which we've talked about. And it's a good, you know, a good time to give us a few words about those major portfolios and and what their philosophy is. Yeah, Bob.
2: So our core equity portfolio is is you know that just that. I mean, it's the kind of stocks that we talked about mostly during the show. The larger stocks, a lot of them pay dividends. Um, yeah, they're they're a cornerstone to most people's investment plan, and and that's one of the key portfolios. Uh, that can be mixed with fixed income investments as well for for different risk levels. Uh, we have the small mid cap portfolio, which is uh, a little bit more opposed for capital appreciation. It it focuses on companies that aren't as mainstream, um, a little bit more uh, you know companies that that aren't talked about quite as much in the financial media. I think it allows us to show our stock picking ability a little bit more, and and you know potentially. Uh, drive some higher returns. We're not as concerned with dividends in that portfolio. It is truly a portfolio where we buy the stocks and, you know, look for them to go up in value. And um, the last portfolio is the Empowering Women portfolio. Uh, We had Dr. Shelley Hipsky on last week, who was, you know, instrumental in helping us, you know, kind of think about that portfolio. It's a portfolio run on gender diversity standards. It, It still uses our same stock picking philosophy it's a mixture of large and small cap stocks but again we put that extra screen on uh where we think about you know the the gender diversity issues um you know things like advancing women in corporations you know into the board of directors ceo suites uh, the the c level suite uh, issues like equal pay and, and uh, training, you know, specific training for, for women to advance. Uh, and, and I think it just creates a nice balance, uh, you know, to our overall offerings. And uh, so those are the three core portfolios. And, again, we can mix fixed income in with any of that uh, to create different risk levels based on a client's needs, wants, desires.
1: All this is available, once more, only at Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn with Walt Secura and his team there. 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn is their address, and once more, that important telephone number. Locally, 234-466-7476. They also have a toll-free number, 844-388-4953. That's locally, 234-466-7476, and toll-free, 844-388-4953. Five, three. Well, Walt, looking once again at the week ahead as uh, July comes to a close in this extraordinary year of 2020, what, is, what are you and your team going to be focusing on, and uh, what should investors be focusing on also?
2: Yeah, Bob, there's a lot of data this week, a lot of economic data that's coming out, um, things like the Consumer Confidence Index, uh, pending home sales. Uh, we'll get gross domestic product for the second quarter, purchasing manager's index, and even personal income and spending for June. Uh, So, again, a lot of economic data, and we'll continue to get a lot of companies reporting earnings results. We'll see see companies like Amgen, McDonald's, Pfizer, Starbucks, Visa, uh, Facebook, Boeing, PayPal, uh, Amazon, and Alphabet. Google uh, report this week. Apple reports this week. uh, Gilead Science, Procter & Gamble, UPS, uh, Abbey, Caterpillar. Exxon, Colgate, Merck. So we got we got a lot to pay attention to this week, a mm-hmm. lot of work to
1: do. You're going to be busy. Again, Walt Sakara, Akron Wealth Advisors, 3560 West Market Street here in Fairlawn. Give them a call and uh, talk to them about how they can invest your money in a special portfolio designed just for you. 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. hour kid Akron. Talk to you next week, Walt.
2: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. Apple Inc., symbol A-A-P-L. Facebook Inc., symbol F-B. First Energy Corporation, symbol F-E. Google, Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Honeywell International Inc., symbol H-O-N. Intel Corporation, symbol I-N-T-C. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT, Netflix, Inc., symbol NFLX, Snap, Inc., symbol SNAP, Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA, and Twitter, Inc., symbol TWTR. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.